The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy, and I am joined on this edition uh, by one of the young talents coming out of the northeast of Scotland. Shock and horror! I'm doing a Wrestle Zone centric episode of the podcast, but I'm speaking to young Connor Malloy. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. It's uh, yeah, great to have we chat. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, um, especially after, of course, I messaged you probably the day or two days after the Halloween hijinks show. So I was like. Right, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm screw Vago. I'm getting in all the all the rest of guys he hasn't had for single episodes yet. I'm just going to message them all and and see what I got. Um, I don't have. I'm trying to rearrange ones for other people, but I'm like, no, no, let's get Connor on uh, after his, his appearance in the mosh pit. I'm sure we've got plenty to speak about. Mm. Uh, but the first question is always the same. We'll just get that one out of the way. It's yep. it's the classic. How did you get into wrestling? What was the moment that got you hooked as a fan? So. I have no recollection of like, you know, people remember their first time watching wrestling or I remember this match that I just seen it on TV or whatever. Um, I don't remember like the first time I seen wrestling. I just always remember from my childhood watching wrestling, like with my younger cousin or just growing up. But I remember like I always watched it, but then like it was, what was it? I borrowed, like, I think I'd stopped watching it for a wee bit or something. I borrowed from my mate, I borrowed the 2010 Royal Rumble DVD. And I think I hadn't seen wrestling for a wee while. I was about 10 then or something and uh i just i think i watched that like six times in a row like do it like i just kept kept on watching it um and because like for, when i was younger as well sean michaels was always my favorite um and then i don't know like that his story to going up to undertaker at wrestlemania 26 that really was what got me like properly hooked was like the first like story i was like so invested in it's a shame that this you know eventually got really hooked into john michaels just as he retired T- typical 2010. Uh, why have I got in my head it's Seamus? That's wrong. No, it's it Edge. Uh, edge. It? Yeah, of course. When you're saying Shawn Michaels, I was like, that's Edge, it must be Edge's year. But I was, yeah, it was, was now I'm just now I'm just curious. It was 2012, 2012, of course. Yeah. It's, right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Shawn being your first like proper favorite then, and, and like you say, two months later, once you got back into it, he was gone. Yeah, uh, was, was there anyone else in that first little bit that kind of caught your eye as as uh, you're a fan of? Yeah, when I was, uh, Jeff Hardy, Rey Mysterio, all the all the classics that everyone loved from about then. You know, just just watching them fly about off stupid things and stuff was just always Jeff as well. Like when I was younger, Jeff was just right up there in terms of my, one of my favorites. He it still is. Absolutely, and Jeff Hardy is well. It's, it's no secret he's one of my favourites uh, as as well, and he seems to be most people. I would say my age, but you're a lot long, you're a lot younger than I am. But his, his people like uh, from my generation and upwards, Jeff Hardy st- still seems to. Yeah. He's just, just like uni- universal. Everyone just everyone just, just loves him. I don't think a single person could hate Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I mean, even he's one of those weird things. He's done very. Bad stuff in his own personal life, uh, yeah. which is which is trans, was, was transpired into his, his ring work. But even then, people just like, 
that's Jeff Hardy. I love Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Uh, I definitely see, I, I don't know if I said it in the podcast with, with Kelly, but um, I did say that to her at the time that obviously when you came back at Halloween hijinks, there was definitely a Jeff Hardy influence somewhere in there. I don't know if it was a young 96 uh, Jeff Hardy when he was getting beaten up by Razor Ramon or if it was something else but there was definitely there was something there that I was I was getting a vibe of um, so, what, so well, I'll happily th- be compared to a young Jeff Hardy that's fine <laughs> just just maybe maybe uh, not so much the, the ladder stuff just yet oh, just... Well, I, we'll see <laughs> <laughs> if I um, got the option sure yeah so why not and, and WrestleZone have, have certainly uh, thrown in some great ladder matches over the years so You've got. You're gonna have to just put the get next level of that, and um, which could be bad or, or good, depending on who. Depending on if, if I'm watching, it'll be good. If it's if you're doing it, it might not be so. <laughs> so, how did you get from that watching it? So, 2010 is when you started watching it again. Um, when do you decide to think? Right, I'm just gonna give it a go. Um. See, so yeah, I never like. It's always like you know you watch it. You're like, oh, it would be cool to do. But I never even, like, when I was growing up, I wasn't like, oh, I really want to be a wrestler. I was like, I loved wrestling, but I just didn't, like, think, you know, like, growing up in a, a tiny little town in the northeast of Scotland, you don't really think, oh, I can I can go do that. But um, it was just, like, I was, just, I think, seven, I was 17. I just left school, um, and it was, like, the summer after leaving school. I wasn't really doing anything. And I was, I just, I, I don't know, I must have just been watching wrestling. I was like, you know what? I might as well give it a try, see where... The nearest wrestling school is go try it if it, if you know if it doesn't uh, work or that at least I've tried and uh, just had searched up the nearest wrestling school. I was really hoping there was going to be one in Inverness, of course not. So Aberdeen, the closest one, uh, and just a nice like two-hour drive to get to it. Or I couldn't even drive it when I first for the first year, so it was the training back. Oh, Christ, Christ. Uh, I, I mean, I know it's weird uh, going to. I mean, Elgin to Aberdeen itself. It seems like the train never arrives and it's always like oh next stop oh no dice forgot dice next one uh but but yeah so that's that's quite a big big risk to take then so going from forest to, to aberdeen and train uh just to, to give it a go were you aware of WrestleZone before you searched up the near school mm, did you see no. any independent wrestling at all I, in the I, I have still never been to a show a rest i haven't still never seen wrestling live that is not WrestleZone yet Wow. Okay. I, yeah, I'd I'd never uh, I'd never been to see wrestling in person before uh, before before starting, and I still haven't went anywhere else to watch it yet. So so pretty much all, all your actual experience with with seeing guys like Degredo uh, or that is all WrestleZone. Yeah. Okay. 100%. So that's 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 interesting then, because when we see all these guys coming in, uh, when when they have likes of Jack Jester coming through and stuff like that, you're just like, oh, you're a wrestler too, cool. <laughs> I mean, of course you like it's, see see uh, see everything online, but uh... Uh, but you know that that didn't actually go to what well, would have been around about Forest uh, Rock and Wrestle, I think did a couple of shows there. Um, that's about it. W3L comes to Elgin once a year. That's, that's that would be your only yeah, options really it's, outside it's, of going all the way yeah. to Aberdeen or I'm just or not much for. Going to like concerts or anything, just I don't know. Maybe I'm just too lazy to go anywhere, but I just don't tend to go out and watch things. Of course, uh, for those that have seen the Mosh Pit appearance, you don't you, you don't listen to music. I listen so. <laughs> I listen to music. I just don't listen to bands, which Ryan uh, still tells me I do listen to bands and that I'm wrong. But Ryan has no right to judge. He has not seen any movies. 
So, I mean, I, you... <laughs> Ryan gets probably like a lot of stick for not having seen movies, but I have probably seen just as few movies. I have not a movie watcher at all. Like, just and... I just can't. I, if, if I'm watching with other people and someone sticks a movie on, it's fine. But me, sit, like, I can't physically sit myself down and watch a movie for like two hours. I just can't do it. And then the scary question is after that, the, what do you do? Uh, <laughs> outside, outside of wrestling. Outside of wrestling. I love football. Terrible oh, at of it. course. Terrible at football, but love football. Um, so watch a lot of football. Uh, Got the gym a lot. Um, last like since the start of the summer. Uh, watch a lot of YouTube. Drink a lot. Uh, not as much. Not not as much as uh, last year when there was nothing else to do, and me and all my flatmates were stuck in at halls just drinking like a ridiculous amount for no because there was nothing else to do. But that's that's the thing when people start. I mean, people ask myself, so well, what 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 do you do outside of 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 wrestling stuff and and watch Marvel films? Nothing really. I've got a I, dog. That, <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> I miss my dogs. Um, I um, like I don't watch films, but I do watch the Marvel films. Like I've seen. I feel like I've seen most of them, of all of them. I am behind right now. Like I've not seen Captain Winter Soldier, Loki, uh, Shang Chi. Oh, and right. I'm desperate to go watch Spider-Man when that comes out, so I'll catch up before then. The Spider- yeah, Spider-Man ones are my favourite ones. I'm, I'm catching up on the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield ones at the moment in, oh. in the lead-up. That's uh, good point. I should, I should re-watch them. There, it's, there's some ropey CGI for, for early 2000s. Uh, right. I'll, I'll in, my head, it's, in my head, it's probably like, oh, it's, it's still amazing, so I've not seen them in years. but Yeah, that's, that's what I thought, because um, I, was, I was watching the first one, and I was like... I remember this being amazing. I loved it because Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. Yeah. And I was watching it going, oh, that's a bit ropey <laughs> with them. With, you can see it's pretty much like a pasted picture of Spider-Man oh. just getting dragged across the screen. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's not great. But uh, but yeah, Spider-Man's the best anyway. Uh, yeah. But no, it's the TV shows then, the ones you're kind of behind in, in Black Widow and Shang-Chi and all the I've newer seen, stuff. I've seen, I've seen Black Widow though, so I slotted that one in. So, but uh, the two the two shows in Shang Chi I'll need to catch up on. Plenty of time. It's just yeah. ter- what Eternals out next month. Take loads of time. Oh god, yeah, uh, I forgot about that one too. <laughs> no, I keep forgetting it is coming out. I'm going to try and arrange to go because it has to be Aberdeen Inverness for the cinema because Elgin's shockingly bad. It is terrible. Yeah. Um, I, I went to see uh, Su- the Suicide Squad. Uh, oh, right, yeah, yeah. In, in Cinema 3 you probably won't be aware of Cinema 3 because it, it's awful but it's just a room, it's, it's no bigger than this room I would say and I, this think, is a very I, think small room. I think I know what you're talking about because I think we for something when I was younger we had that room like private rented out and it's only got like 10 seats in it or something like some, yeah. it's tiny yeah. I, I can't remember what we were watching but I remember falling asleep in it it was a very awkward experience because I was the only person that came on my own so <laughs> everyone else had couples, and there I was, just on my own, watching the Suicide Squad with my mask on, and and uh, just couldn't hear anything because their sound system is awful. If, if anyone is listening or watching this from the from the uh, Murray Playhouse, get your get your sound in order. It's awful. I remember uh, them having like have not been in years and years, but I always remember them having particularly terrible popcorn as well. I know in Elgin. Yeah, so it's it's like they've got the offcuts from. They, they, like, they went to the, the bins and at the view in, in Inverness and they're just like, I'll do, that's ours, we'll just go up the road. Honestly, um, probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, right, so <laughs> um, on to, to so you've taken the train two hours up to, to WrestleZone in Aberdeen and of course, I mean, nowadays, they, they give out the address, you know where the training academy is. When I, when I started watching WrestleZone, it was like, I don't know where. 
where this this mystical uh, training academy was. Like it was a scout hut, possibly. So when you when you sent that message off, was it just uh, yeah, come on through? Were you given anything kind of to do to prepare, um, or was it just a case of just here's the address, come through? I think I think there was like a little like questionnaire sort of thing, like uh, that you had to like give answers to to see if they were you were like suitable to attend, I guess, um, and just like basic questions about you. Um, but then, yeah, they just, uh, I think, just sent the address and were like, come along. And I think I kept putting it off because I was quite nervous. I think I put it off for a couple of weeks and I was, uh, I think it was Blue Thunder. I kept emailing back and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll be there next week. I'll be there next week. So I was just a little bit apprehensive because um, I didn't really know Aberdeen either. I've, pro- I've probably only been here uh, a couple of times, like ever, and probably not by myself. Uh, so when I was 17, I was like, oh, mum, I'm, I'm going through Aberdeen uh, to start wrestling with a bunch of people that I've never met. And she was like, oh, that sounds terrifying yeah go do that oh is the big city it's the, it's the big city you go oh, to compared to forest yeah <laughs> oh you know I, I grew up in rothis and, and it's the big city Aberdeen's <laughs> a different yeah. different world entirely um, so that, that may explain some of the questions about you being late uh but we'll 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 probably get onto that mm. a little bit later on so first time 17 you're you're coming into the training academy Blue Thunder's no doubt there. I like to imagine he's always he's always doing his training, coaching in the mask, because it'll <laughs> spoil the magic for me otherwise. Oh, he uh, definitely does, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, so you've got Blue Thunder there, you've got um, probably Scotty, I'm guessing, so just a couple of the guys. You've yeah. never seen them wrestle outside of looking on Facebook and going, oh, there's a guy with a mask. Yeah. Uh, what was what was that first day like then? Was it... I was petrified. Like, because you, you walk in and there's just like this long hallway and there's like, a, you know, there's like, Two, it was like well there used to be like two different training rooms but i walked in and i was just like just stood at the front door for like 10 minutes and just didn't see anyone and i was like i don't know what to do do i go through i was too scared to go through and then i remember the first person that i seen like just walk through was uh caleb valhalla and i was like oh my god this man is a god um I, but I, he'd only just started training like the i think like one week exactly before me um and i literally just looked at him and i was like he must be there their champion like, I was like he must have been doing this for 10 years he just he just looks amazing um but eventually <laughs> I think I think he was the first person that I spoke to and then eventually I think uh we'd speak to Scott in that and, and just uh I think the first time I just watched uh my first session and uh and immediately I was just like you know I'd never seen that wrestling that was the first time I'd seen wrestling it was uh was that and it was uh just like okay I need to come back immediately the, the next day if, if possible to do this just watching people take bumps in the ring and and doing flips and rolls and all that stuff and i was like oh this just this just looks fun i just need to come back and uh, so so outside of that and you say you, you you like football you you say you weren't good at it but you played it so there's a little bit of a, a foundation for like kind of stamina at least um did you do anything else uh like i don't know because you, you're quite high flying and slender as well was there anything like gymnastics any so when I was uh, when I was younger, I did a lot of da- like uh, dance and street dance and that sort of stuff, which actually has. Like, I was speaking to Mister P about this like only a few weeks ago. It's it really helped actually, um, like flip bumps and everything, you know, from just like doing front flips and stuff and uh, like nip ups and all that stuff, like and just footwork in general. Um, I think it really helped without uh, uh, meaning to. It was just like just a good foundation of like footwork and all that sort of stuff and. Not rhythm. Rhythm sounds like wrestling is dancing. It's not, but just getting your body in in more in tune with itself, I guess. That that was and as soon as you said dancing, that was my first thought was your footwork, your rhythm, because yeah. it. I mean, for a lot of things, especially things like 
this is coming from someone who's never done it, who's always stepped in the ring to do ring announcing twice. Uh, was is uh, of course you got like five steps turn, five steps turn to try to run the ropes and things like that, depending on the size of the ring. So it's all about getting that rhythm going and being able to yeah. get into it if you're starting halfway or or what have you. So it's it definitely is. It seems to be quite a, a good thing to to have on board. So I'm um, now just now I'm just imagining all these big burly wrestlers like Caleb Valhalla just uh, doing a little bit of dancing and spare time just to get the old footwork going um that's that's funny the first guy you see is i would say at the time would have been the literally the exact opposite of you uh, yeah <laughs> you're, you're coming in quite small and and what have you and i look up and see like you say a god yeah literally yeah <laughs> a god amongst us boys and yeah and and, and uh when, when I saw him the first time, I was just like, "Why is this guy not wrestling everywhere?" Because just he looks amazing. Um, I didn't. I mean, even then, he, he probably wasn't the best wrestler at the time when I first saw him. But I was like, "No, that guy's a wrestler. I put him everywhere." Uh, so you came back. Of course, I'm going to guess you knew at this point wrestling wasn't real, and uh, you were, um, were well. It, it's it's <laughs> it's an art form. We'll say that it's an art form. Yeah. Uh, because uh, from everything that I've read and seen. It does hurt, uh, but uh, yeah. What was it like getting that first bump in then? Um, it was all right. The bumps, um, I th- bumps and uh, rolls that like, were, I think, again from like that when I was dancing when I was younger, they came like quite natural. I mean, bumps don't come naturally because you're you're literally doing everything against your what your body is telling you to do. But for like for the most part, um, they were quite all right. Like. Do it like the physical stuff would come quite quickly. It was more everything else, like uh, the mental aspect of it was much, much slower than like doing bumps and everything. So, was that like putting together a match or, or yeah. trying to interwork a crowd? Yeah, just cr- crowd, crowd work and uh, even just like positioning and all that sort of stuff. Just uh, every like thing that isn't the physical stuff was a lot harder and still, it still is. Uh, work in progress, of course. I mean, especially when you're coming in with, I mean, at the time, they're still pretty much the wrestling guys are all a bit bigger. Um, you'd be surprised at the, how big some of the guys are, especially uh, Crusher Crabe, uh, which again, in our person, we'll definitely get onto. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's coming in there. Was there anyone in your kind of class uh, outside of Caleb starting the week before that, that are still about, or anyone like that? Um. No, there was like there was quite a good group of us that started, but then uh, around that time, um, but I don't no, there's no one that's still there from that like couple like month or so like that we had like a good group, just over like even I think just over the year, um, everyone just seemingly dropped out one by one, um, which which keeps, it seems to happen like, like the last few years I've seen you know like a lot of group will start and then like maybe if like a group of like six people like one will stay you know after like a year or something because uh people just t- most people just come for a few months and then seem to decide that's not for them which is fair enough because it's not for everyone i think, I think the, the good thing as well when it comes to wrestling again from from what i've seen and read that uh they they don't rush you into the ring when i'm speaking to some of these other guys that are that have been wrestling for years they were thrown in after four months and didn't know what they were doing and it was a terrifying experience but right. whereas it seems to be wrestling you, you at least a year before you're even or just about a year before you'd even thought of going into a show and 
Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Even then, we see these guys debut. They're very rough around the edges, but a couple of months on on shows where crowd that's them done because that was the bit that was left. Yeah, <laughs> you're on the job train. No, it's, it's definitely definitely a lot of uh, a lot of time and preparation before you know. It's, I I don't think I've seen anyone like be thrown in before they were ready or anything. It's always you know even if they didn't think they were ready, but the trainers knew they were. So mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. And I think I don't know if it's a case of. Because you hear about the, the, the get a good group in, you see the pictures on the Train Academy on Facebook, and you're like, that's a good group of guys. The, the girls and guys that all look great could be, if they're in ring shape and they, and they could be good with the crowd, could, that, that's yeah. your next generation. And then next week it'll be, or next month it'll be two years left. And it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's strange that happens. I don't know if people just go in and go, right, I've ran the ropes, I could throw my, myself on my back. Just get me in the ring. I can do the rest. Don't you worry about it. And then being told that no, you got to, we've got yeah. to at least train you for a year before you're going to be. Yeah, there's cer- there certainly is some people who uh, need to be told to slow down, and because uh, some people will come in and will be like, "Oh, what I do? Put a power bomb and a spine buster," and it's like you haven't learned how to bump yet. So, I was was there any moment that you had of that when because you're you say you're traveling two hours on a train, um, well one way. And then two hours back um, for that time, and that's that's a that's a lot of of traveling, and it's it's not cheap either because you got that, and then you got to pay for your training as well. Yeah. Did you ever have a moment where you were like, you know, what, I don't think I want this that much, or was it always just gung ho? No. That's it. Let's, from the first session, I was like, all right, this is this is what I'm going to be doing for a good while, anyways. And uh, I remember I was like just so even like I was so hooked. Like the second I started, I was like just like, oh, this is just amazing i remember i was like even the first time i like couldn't make a training session i was like devastated i was like i was like how dare i was like how dare you be i, I just missed the train i was just late because i am quite known for running late in just all aspects of life um but i missed the train i was literally just like i just walked back to my house and i was just so sad i was like i'm gonna miss something tonight. they're gonna do something fun and i'm gonna miss it i'm just gonna you know just miss out on just getting better for that night it's just like so annoying That'll be, that'll be the one you go the next week and they're like, oh, I should have seen it. So-and-so did this massive uh, 480 <laughs> somehow splash and you're like, oh, I should have seen it. I should have seen it. Um, so we're, we're at your debut then, or we're not your debut yet because you technically you weren't supposed to debut in our in our eyes anyway. Yeah. It was January 2019, which I couldn't believe it was only 2019. It feels like you've wrestled a lot longer because of that weird 2020 missing bit that's kind of skewed yeah. life uh, you were your open challenge from what I remember summer hole showdown so one of their big vent one of their regular venues for WrestleZone and you're up against you know easy start crusher crab <laughs> yeah what was it like being told that right we're gonna were you doing a lot of security beforehand so people could get to know your face a little bit or was that just um, your first night you're in I- I'd done, I'd been on security for some shows, but not a lot, just from virtue of being all the way in Forest. And I was, at the time, I had to work every second weekend anyway. So if, if it was fitting into that, um, then I was on security. But not like, I'd been at some shows, but not like a huge, huge amount. Like not like as many as I should, I should have been to probably to me helping out more for like, you know, when you're training, you should be at a lot of shows helping out. And just, I probably wasn't as many as I should have been, but um no, it's certainly a certainly an interesting start to my wrestling career. Yeah, so you, you came in and 
yeah, you ex- you accepted, or did you accept, or you just give? You're told. I think you just told me. I was, <laughs> yeah, he just pointed at me um, when I was like standing at the back at the back of the room at the merch table, and uh, it was good. It was e- it was easy though because they were like just act petrified, and I was like, I don't need to act. I will be petrified. Did you have much discussion with Crusher beforehand? Because I I know from from my chat with him and, and other and of course with, with Vago, who's gonna get so many plugs tonight that he's, his head will be <laughs> humongous, he'll be like a pumpkin. Uh so it'll be yeah, yeah, Crusher's not the easiest to crack. You've got to kinda know you he needs to know that you're sticking around before you'll yeah. kinda yeah. let you in. So was was did you were you in by that point because you were traveling all this way and showing your dedication? Um, or was was it still a little bit standoffish a little bit? I don't think I don't think by that point you would have been standoffish. I definitely like I'd been uh, at training with him um, at times and like chatted to him. So we were like I, I knew him a, a wee bit, but like I wouldn't say we had chatted an awful lot before uh, before Summerhill showdown. Um, but it, on the day he was you know great and uh, very helpful and and everything that you could you you would want. Have you seen Terminator? Just out of curiosity. I have not. <laughs> Does he know that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I have, movies and me just don't go. I just, just can't so you get, you get yourself and, and, and Ryan on and just, just uh, do the worst uh, movie quiz ever. I think that would be... I would get zero. I, just, I don't think Ryan would do much better. I generally would like to do a movie quiz with him to see which one of us actually like knows the least because... Don't think there's much in it. Uh, so yeah, so first match in, and from what I read afterwards, because I wasn't at the show, was this crowd just took to you, and rest his own crowd. They love just they love wrestling. They just yeah. want to they they want to they want to have someone they can support. And of course, Crusher was being the big big baddie at that point. He was uh, I think he was unpinned since he came back September prior. Uh, so that was he was he was pretty much on a tear. And of course. Um, you weren't so lucky that night. No. Yeah. No. No. But how did it feel getting that first first uh, bit of action in the ring in front of a crowd? Oh, it was it was amazing. It was. I could, the adrenaline that I got was just unbelievable. Like I, our our whole thing, like I think the the match was four five minutes maybe, but it just felt it flew by and it felt absolutely amazing. And the crowd really take to me which was absolutely lovely and as soon as like I think I got helped to the back by whoever was working on security because Crusher had killed me pretty much um but as soon as we got backstage I was just like I want to do that again I was just like I, I, I could feel I like the you know the hair on my arms was tingling uh I was just my whole body just felt like butterflies I was like that was great that was so much fun and uh, that was and it was pretty much only supposed to be a a one and done, you know, just like a a a first wee introduction for me on the shows, um, you know, have him just like squash me basically with me get a tiny bit in, and then see where, wherever I can fit in on shows down the line, um, but because uh, the crowd were so into what we had done, uh, by the time I'd came backstage, they'd already planned. The next year, they'd planned from January to December for the, what, what we were going to do, and I was like, "All right, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a change," but I'm uh, sure. 
let, let me check my shifts. Yeah, I, was, uh, I was like, I was very quickly like, all right, need to book off the, this, 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 this. I, I think all my holidays went that year on just booking off like Saturdays for shows. Uh, and and then the first like it didn't call cage match, but I'm, I'm you were in the rumble that year as well, weren't you? I was, yeah. Yes, you were. That's fine. Yeah. Great. Again, this this whole 2020 being missing is it, it, through my timeline off as well because I was at I was at that Regal Rumble because uh, of course is the one where Mr. Malice died, as everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, we could the thud backstage was ridiculous. Like we could I could feel it through my feet all the way backstage. That was that even watching it now like i've seen it not long ago and i was just i just shivered like that, that the is... fact that he came back i'm still i'm still in awe of uh but yeah I, I wouldn't have taken that suffice to say of course so this is the first time i would have seen you not that, that that's important to anyone's story but it is is to me uh and I've, i would have read about your your match with crusher at summerhill showdown i would have seen bits and pieces here and there of, of training and photos and what have you, but uh, also on the rest of the page, not not keep away. And <laughs> you come in and then you, if I remember rightly, you eliminate Crusher. And the place went yes. nuts about it. And it's it's that whole, uh, I don't know if you were told to watch any Maven Undertaker stuff at all. No, I know the I know the spot you're, you're talking about though in the Rumble, but no, uh, yeah. So that that was yeah you could you knew then at that point yeah. like that this is gonna be this is gonna be the story because even like I said first time seeing you I'm like oh there's something there's something here between between this and the crowd were behind it and that's always an important thing when it comes to wrestling especially you could probably be a little rough around the edges wrestling wise but if the crowd have got behind you oh, then yeah. you're you're can you can you can uh, get the rest of it as you go along I so. Again, you, you had this moment in the rumble. Um, I don't know who you're, who you got to to interact with during the match. I can't remember, but there was plenty of of, of experienced names yeah. in that match anyway that you could have had a yeah. minute or Caleb two. Caleb also with. killed me in that match as well. Just absolutely planted me through the ring, and that was me pretty much done. And then I got thrown out. So I, I, I didn't get killed quite as hard as Mister Malice, but uh, was still, uh, still, still fairly sore. <laughs> Yeah, and of course he was because he, he was quite. I think I would have been one of his first proper appearances as well. So yeah, it's it, so, yeah. You may be a bit excited and three a little bit harder than you ah. you possibly anticipated, but nature of the beast, isn't it? I suppose <laughs> in, in the whole swing of things. So when you when you heard the reactions though, when Crusher went out and you and everyone just went absolutely crazy, he went banana. What were you like? I mean, it was kind of it. You love wrestling anyway, so it wasn't yeah. like you're going to be. Oh, I love this. This is amazing. But it's like we're like, this is the story is going to be amazing. If they've already set out your year path, you're like, I've got them at this point. It's just a case of just keeping that momentum going. No, well, I was, I was, I, I, I did not expect like them to still be as when they said, "Oh, we're going to do this year thing." I was like, they're not going to care for a full year. They're not going to remember like this little squash match in January and. You know, but like when it was like the rumble and he eliminate, uh, eliminated him and he went out and the crowd went wild, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it is, uh, it is going to be something. And it, it was great. <laughs> I was so nervous because he had me up for like a powerbomb and uh, just like, like ran at him over the top, I guess. And it, I think we'd done it like once in training, but I was just like, I'm so scared I'm going to fall. I just eliminate both of us. But I, so I, I like held on the rope with like dear life. I was like, there's no way I'm falling out. 
I remember like I almost like forgot to react at all to him being eliminated um, that I eliminated him I think it was I might be remembering this wrong but I think it was uh, Johnny Lyons that literally like like gave me a shove like after eliminating him he was like he was like I can't remember what he said but he was just like giving me a wee nudge just to like do something and I was like okay thanks yeah just that uh, because I just like I probably just dropped out of it for a second I was like just after the crowd went wild I was like what the hell that happened if, if if I know anything about drawing lines, it was probably expletive laden, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but would would have been from a good place. Uh, and then I was going through the rest of your match from that point. Um, actually, no, your next appearance would have been Abriyanki that year, but not as a wrestler. Yeah. So this no, is yeah. where this is why I love the storytelling selling in WrestleZone because, uh, like I said, the only time I would have seen you before was this Regal Rumble. So I'm that's all I'm working from. The crowd went nuts. So there's something de- there, definitely. So uh, Crusher was against Bingo Balance and Lionheart, for mm-hmm. those that are unaware. And towards the end of the match, you pop out. I know. No, is, no, that's not right. Crusher attacked you yeah. during the match. During, during, his, during his entrance. Of course. That's, he was, yeah. he was, uh, walked around the ring, uh, and I was like sitting at ringside for security. And uh, I can't remember. He just battered me, basically. And... Uh, Threw, threw me about, threw, accidentally threw me into um, uh, Brian, who was uh, doing the photography, and he still gets me stick for that for flying into him. It wasn't my fault. And he, then he threw me in the ring post, and then I was away to the back for the majority of the match until uh, until I had to uh, come out and get my revenge, essentially. That's, that's where we're at. So at that point, Crusher returned the previous September. He'd been unpinned. The only time he'd pinned would be outside of WrestleZone by Lionheart uh, in Aberdeen, of all places. But it was outside of WrestleZone, so it doesn't count. And <laughs> you come up, you come back out, flying forearm later, and Crusher is yeah. pinned for the first time since that, then. Yeah, that's the best flying forearm I've ever hit. I, I did, like I like I hit them quite often. I'm like I just don't think I'll ever be able to hit it. That it was perfect. Maybe it's just the adrenaline of it being anarchy, but. I was just like that was picture perfect, um, and it was and the crowd went wild, so it was great. And, and you wouldn't have had to do any wrestling beforehand to actually get up to do it. That's your it was your only job other yeah. than, than uh, knocking out Brian, the photographer, <laughs> uh, which which will which will grow arms and legs as, as every time it's been told them. So you know, did he have a hairline fracture by by year <laughs> later? And oh, I just uh, I was injured for for weeks afterwards. Uh, so yeah, it, it again another big moment. So. Every time you've been in the, the ring at that point, the crowd just went absolutely nuts for you because it's been this humongous moments of interacting yeah. with Crusher. Um, yeah, all these story beats that we were building up to, yeah. Absolutely. And so when you were told kind of like the, the layout of the year and what have you, were you able to kind of put in a little bit of input going, oh, what if we do this here? Or were you just at that point, you're nope. too brand new, just go, <laughs> you just, tell me, I will yeah. do what you say, tell me to do. Yeah, I was just like, what are we doing? Sounds great. Okay, can't wait. <laughs> no, I was just, because uh, everything that they said was sounding great anyway. Not that I would have suggested anything otherwise, but at that point, maybe now I would have. Um, but no, I was just I was just happy with going along with what they had planned and everything went quite well, so I'm happy with it. Uh, so you first, got here, your first like official match was uh, a tag bout with uh, Scotty Swift against the outfit. Um, yeah. So that was kind of again this this little beat of you of you 
showing what you can do in the ring before actually the big showdown with with Crusher, yeah. the Battle of the Nations. Um, so I was like in the ring with with Swift because he's just it, it's weird because you'd be coming in at this point with loads of of like crowd going nuts for you, just accepting you, excited to see you. And then you go in with Swift who doesn't who will will do all he can to pull all that stuff he gets and put it onto you. Oh he, yeah, definitely. He did it at that point particularly. Um, but what was it like getting to work with Swift and against against the team of the outfit? That's great. Yeah, me and Swift have uh, teamed together a couple times now on shows, and um, that's been it's been great every time. It was, was I was that was uh, probably the most nervous I've been up to that point. Like having like first official match, I was just like, okay, may I, may I actually do do well at this. But it um, it was fine. I, I was actually like even not now. I'm fine with it now. But when I first started, entrances hated it. Hated doing entrances. It was the most nervous part for me, and I was actually really glad because that br- that match started with a brawl. Like during our entrance, the outfit jumped us, and it was good. It was it was made it so much easier because I just, just stopped thinking and just started punching. Essentially, uh, you haven't fallen to the trap of of the the come ons and and the hand claps oh, just just yet. Uh, hand claps, no. The come ons. It was there was a there was a period of just coming out and just going come on. It's weird. It seems to be like a bugbear for a lot of people, and I I didn't notice it until someone pointed it out. That yeah. It was annoying. I was like, oh, they all do it. Yeah, they all do it now. <laughs> um, so as far as gear was at that point, um, did you have your your gear done? When when did you get that kind of um, arranged and made? I think it was. I think it. I, I think I was supposed to have it for that show, but I probably just hadn't emailed them back in time. It was probably my fault. Um, so I didn't have. I had. Um, I had some very funky, essentially like uh, yoga yoga pants, essentially, which were uh, used for that. Which uh, done the job for one show, I guess. They were a certain uh, interesting choice, but they were better than nothing, I guess. I'm assuming this wasn't the TikTok fad ones that are there a bit. Hug no. in the right places, kind of thing. No, no, no. That's, that's fine. <laughs> so your gear itself, though, as soon as I saw it, it, it reminded me of of pretty much something you'd see in two K, whatever WWE game. It looked very much it was designed on there, <laughs> one of those games. But was there any particular thought behind colors and the design, uh, or do you just saw it, liked it? Make design, it? just wanted something not too basic, but just kind of clean and simpleish looking. Uh, purple's my favorite color, so I was like purple, and uh, I was specifically told by a, just about everyone they were like, just don't get black. Everyone wears black. Don't, not really at wrestling as much, but like just in general, you know, everyone's just wears black. They were like, just try and get some color. I was like, because you you would wear some color. I'm like, yeah, I would. So, uh, pur- purple and white was what we went with. Uh, white's a brave choice. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Not the best decision. The the, the gear is fine. The boots, I, got, I have white boots, and they're just like first match scuffed. It was like great. It's like I don't I don't know why I got white boots as well because I wear kick pads and kick pad covers. So I could have just wore black boots and they would have been covered up by the kick pad covers. But uh, yeah, I, I this, every, every time now I see uh, Nathan North was was particularly brave with his choice of gear because he had a whole like white garb and I was like that's one show. Yeah. There was uh, this this a. One of the trainees just now is uh, just talking about ordering um, gear for the first time. 
And he was like, oh, I'm getting this and getting white boots. And I literally, I wasn't even in the conversation. I was just like, don't get white boots. You'll regret it, I promise. Or that yellow is partly in our bad colour for, for boots, just for the exact same reason. They just show everything. Just, just, just makes sense, yeah. Just, just get black. We yeah. won't judge. I won't judge you for black. Just it'd be fine. I, I think this. I'm thinking as well. Like when we have to do like uh, galas, and if I've got to like walk on grass with the boots on, I'm like that's just going to be awful. And so of course this leads up to Battle of Nations, uh, which will be the next time I would have seen you. Uh, I went to a lot of shows that year. I'm now realizing. <laughs> uh, so Battle of Nations, you're against Crusher Crave. This was the the big one, the yeah. rematch from January, and you you got the win which is again another humongous moment but what yeah. was it like going into the, i mean was it were you nervous as nervous as you were when you're teaming with swift were you as nervous the first time or by that point you interacted with crusher enough you're like we'll just do what we do and it'll be yeah because we we'd done quite a few things on like other smaller shows where he like would like attack me and well, usually he would attack me that was pretty much it um <laughs> just in, in various different ways um, but no, I, th- I feel like every single time I get I get more nervous. But I was, I probably was pretty nervous again just going into that match. Um, but you know, we we talked through everything um, and came up with you know pretty good structure and everything. So by the time we were actually going out, you know, it was starting to. I'd start to I started to like perfectly subdued my. And then as soon as I went out the curtain, I did do the massive, come on, which I hate. Um, I just like, I had more adrenaline running through me than I think I've ever felt before. And I was just screaming at the top of my lungs. Uh, What was the point where you realised that way way back in in January when you're like, oh, they've given this whole year. I'm not not sure if they'll actually, uh, the crowd will will, will keep it up for the whole year. Was it was around about this point you're like, Oh, okay. They 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 might because this would have been what six yeah, eight months con- in at this point. Yeah, considering it been like seven eight months, like between matches, like, it was like oh they they still do care even though we've we've only uh, been doing little bits here and there together. So yeah. Uh, your next couple matches, there there's some interesting ones. Uh, oh, which we, we, I don't even we'll, I don't even, I, I don't even know what was next after that. Oh oh, oh we got some interesting ones. So we have got uh, Tariff <laughs> against Dino. Uh, which I'm assuming you you you're well you won it, but uh, I'm sure a, a forward arm was was somewhere there and about uh, from Dino. <laughs> We've got Balmidi. This is also this is September still against Caleb. So We've got two great matches back to back. They were and again yeah. two two wins. So it's it's really much this underdog thing uh, of of just yeah, against two very large individuals in different they, ways. The Caleb one was a, a DQ win because Crusher came out and attacked me, but I'll still claim the I'll still claim I was the first the first person to beat him in wrestling. So still, still counts, still yeah, counts every, on that. So, yeah. um, so and then uh, so when it, when it came to like working as an underdog because you're against these bigger guys, were you kind of sent away to watch anyone in particular, or do you just go right? Rey Mysterio did that well. Jeff Hardy did that amazingly. Um, Spike Dudley. Was there, was there anyone that you were kind of told to by Blue Thunder or Swift or what have you to go right? Go check out this guy's work and um, bring from, it into from like fi- fighting from beneath and and all that stuff. Uh, I would watch a lot of Michaels just because he was. I mean, he's just good at everything. But um, so a lot of him. 
Um, they they don't specific, like they'll tell you just like you know watch this this and this for certain things if you ask and that but um they won't like uh give you home well, I was about to say they won't give you homework blue thunder has definitely given me homework before um as to go watch stuff because I've just even wrestling it's just I've just the lack of they get annoyed whenever I say I've not seen X Y and Z matches or shows or just whole companies and years of stuff that I've not seen um. But nothing. They don't. Uh, not like 100% particular stuff to watch. But definitely did watch a lot of, uh, or do watch a lot of Michaels just to see him fighting from beneath because he's just great. Absolutely. Like, um, like was it SummerSlam 2002 being one him and Triple H and and oh. the injured back and and all that kind of jazz. So yeah, there's uh, play play. I mean, you could pretty much do a lot of unless you're you're big into submissions. But uh, you yeah. pretty much do everything off of Shawn Michaels <laughs> watching his matches anyway. Yeah, because um, yeah, definitely up until that point, uh, all my matches had been against uh, much larger people than me. Most most of my matches still have been against much larger people than me, but Dino and Caleb especially were you know, a lot, lot, lot bigger so, than me. So before before Halloween hijinks 2019 with Crusher, you had a match in Inverurie with, uh, with our, our favourite, the super executioner, which <laughs> must have been an absolutely a different pace for you, because at this point you're again fighting from underneath. You're against bigger guys. You're in a fairly uh, intense storyline with Crusher, and now you're in the ring with Super Executioner. Which yeah, that was certainly a, a certainly a a different sort of match. It was the first time I'd had to do like anything besides just you know getting beat up and try to fight from beneath and. Uh, try to do like comedy and stuff. If I, try, I, I if I had that match now, I'd be much more confident and I could actually enjoy it. Um, I don't think I'd done it as well as you know because I just wasn't ready to just like fully like let go and just like not well not be afraid to act a fool if needed. Um, which that match, a match against Super Executioner kind of needs. Yeah, to have just let go and. Have fun, essentially, but um, it was it was alright. It was uh, for what it was, yeah. I suppose when when you do dancing and what have you, you're not so much uh, well street dancing. You are kind of interacting with an audience, but you're not so much focusing on them. You're kind of focusing on your moves, which yeah, which you would be doing in the ring as well. So, um, how how did you find actually getting the crowd involved? Other than of, of course telling them to come on when you when you come <laughs> out, but what was how how did you? How did you find trying to get the the crowd interacting? Did did you have confidence beforehand, or was there a moment that the light switch? Was it the super executioner match? You're like, all right, okay, this is how you bring in a crowd. I I don't think around that time I had particularly anywhere near any good crowd work. I don't think I felt confident in front of a crowd properly until the Halloween hijinks that we just had. Like even all this like. it's it's like I could uh, we, I could have a match back then, um, and come back and be like oh, I enjoyed that. Like after the fact, if I watch it back, I'd be like, oh, that was quite. Well, I'd never really be. It was like quite a harsh critic, but on myself. But I'd be like, okay, that was okay, but never like actually. Had I enjoyed performing at in the moment until like the the show that we just had, and I don't know if it was all the time off and I'd been missing it or just because it'd been like such a long time, like just changing and growing as a person that I was just like able to fully let go and really enjoy myself while we were out there. But um, back then, um, definitely wasn't able to like 
enjoy myself. So I was I was probably like you know too closed in to myself at times to really be able to do like effective crowd work. Whereas now I feel more confident. I can probably try and bring the crowd in a bit more. Well, you definitely showed that um, a couple of weeks back. And when this goes out, it'll be like a month or something like that. I don't know. Again, I'm still not recovered from the timeline. Uh, <laughs> all wonky. But so, yeah, it, it's it is a weird thing it, of letting go because really, for for that time, that two hours, uh, three hours, the people that are in that are ringside, they're just all in to see some wrestling, and then after yeah. the show's over, you're, that's your characters. You're done. If I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's still folk. They're sitting outside waiting for you to come out and get a picture or an autograph or what have you, because there there is uh, plenty of of regulars that that still do that. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, I unfortunately not a lot of them because I just I just get like, fed up and just go home because <laughs> I've got I've got to go back to Elgin. So yeah. I'm just like, no, no, it's ten o'clock. I'm going home. I'll I'll, I'll that's, that's always the awkward thing about shows. Like I want to speak to everyone afterwards. But I'm like, what am I gonna say? I'm just like, good show. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get an autograph? <laughs> but, yeah, so of course this is still added beats to your your crusher story. Uh, some you had no contest with with uh, Ryan Riley and and I've written I've written down Sterling. I'm assuming it was William Sterling. Yeah. Uh, and Huntley, which is I a bit closer to home. I didn't even remember that was a no contest. I I remember the match. I just didn't remember the didn't remember the finish until you just said that. Right. Hang on. I'm I'm then then I'm calling uh and calling match into doubt here so let's just oh double check because because i'm a big nerd i have all these results as well on my own uh triple threat oh yeah crusher crave there he is yeah uh no contest you to crusher crave so he, he's, he's still quite angry uh your <laughs> two poop two wins he's still angry now even when we're a team he's still angry at me <laughs> so he had that so again every, every match bar maybe the executioner one there's 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 still crusher looming uh, yeah. Newton Hill, November. It was a team with Damien. So team with Damien for the first time. That's much yeah. like team with Swift. How it was like teaming with someone who's very much established in yeah, WrestleZone. It, it was it was really good. Yeah, he's he's great, of course. And uh, that that match was really fun. But I probably didn't have any input. Just you know, with the other guys that were in it, they were. But the just even backstage, the the ideas that were getting banded about was just. Like the match was absolutely ridiculous, and but that was it absolutely ten times toned down from like this just stupid stuff that they'd already included. But um, I remember at one point like Caleb carried Alan Sterling pretty much the entire length of the hallway just to like carried drop kick into, and we moved out the way and it was into Crusher and it was a point where I was on Damien's uh, shoulders and Alan was on. Crusher's shoulders and we were wrestling on top of each other's shoulders. It was just a, it was a really fun match. It, it, that, that, that also kind of helped getting you out your comfort zone a little bit more. Yeah, and, and... I was just about to say that. Yeah, that probably um, I still wasn't fully confident, but that match probably uh, uh, was more fun. That that's probably the most fun I'd had to that point uh, during a match. And this all leads to Christmas chaos, where it's just where your rivalry with Crusher ends. Uh, of course, your story of Crusher. It's still ongoing. Um, of course, it's Christmas, a Christmas brawl. Yeah, I've got here. So we'll get into the match in a sec. But so you, you started January that year. Yeah, you wrestled in Summerhill, which is again one of the was one of the regular venues. Is that the one that was shut recently? No, I can't remember. Oh, 
Cl- uh, Cloverleaf was on that was right. Uh, Summerhill showdown, so again, big one. Regal Rumble, huge event at Northern Hotel. Avrianarchy, Beach Leisure Centre, Battle of the Nations, uh, which would be Northern Hotel again. So you've been you've, you've been on the big five. They're big five shows yeah. in your first year, and uh, uh, highlight of, uh, like a big program. Uh, outside of that, would have been Damien's title challenge and all the stuff going around about that. So you're probably in the biggest story. Uh, and the Joy Lions stuff as well. Um, that, that's. Was it, was it, I, I don't know how to, to even ask a question, but it's like, how did you feel that that was your first year? And was, you probably had probably the best rookie year in WrestleZone, I would definitely say. It was great, to be honest. To like, um, I don't know, I, I feel like I would have been much more nervous if. I mean, I was already nervous, but if, like, I went into, you know, just having DB match, cold match, just against anyone, and then you're just having, like, a series of, like, cold matches, you know, just uh, no story or anything leading into it, that's much harder. Um, so the fact that we had a, a story um, was, for me, it made it so much easier mentally. It's, like, to wrap my head around it instead of just, we're having match, 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 match. Um, it was, it was, that was... The, I, I couldn't have asked for a better first year to be honest in terms of what we done yeah I, I, I can see what you're, you're saying because there is there is maybe one or two names I can think of that, that have made their debut but they haven't had a story yet so it's like they're just having matches so yeah. there's nothing to kind of gravitate towards but um, yeah absolutely you came in hit the ground running and certainly uh, grabbed every opportunity so Christmas Brawl comes uh, which is I didn't get to that one. That's a shame. Uh, so <laughs> there was uh, Christmas items are legal. I don't know what was used. Was there anything that you were able to to put forward wrapped in tinsel? Was Vago was, was Mickey Vago there going? See if you wrap it in, in tinsel, it makes it legal. It's a Christmas item <laughs> because Vago is very good at, at skirting these rules that, yeah. that come about. But uh, yeah, so Christmas brawl. How was that? Um, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, because uh, at the, at the Halloween show. Um, we'd had a match, I'd beat him, and then he came and attacked me with a steel chair, which was fun. Um, <laughs> I'd rather not relive that for a while. Um, so that set up the, the Christmas match, and that was, I think that was because we, we, we got like longer for that match as well, because it was a big you know payoff to the year. You know, we'd been building up this this for a full 12 months, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun to do. Um, I did have just like the, the the kendo, just with a little bit of tinsel on it to make it Christmassy, um, and we were just going like, cause cause obviously the Christmas uh, show, everything's you know set up for Christmas anyway, so it's like everything that's around pretty much, not even like just the stuff we brought, um, but everything around we can use. And I remember, like just like midway through the match, like some like teenage girls were just screaming at me to throw. Uh, the Christmas trees on him so I just thought like he was on the ground so I was just throwing the Christmas trees on him we had these like massive massive boxes um like Christmas uh present boxes and uh Christian was just like oh we can do something with him he was like I'll, I'll superplex you through them I was like I'm never taking a superplex he's like you'll be fine <laughs> it was like great okay I remember midway through the match like I think he stacked like he ended up stacked like eight of them, and then like he went to go superplex. He went to go turn to superplex, when he was like, "They're way too high." Like we would have been like, like they were, we would have landed like midway through them. So he, he just pushed some of them off. Um, but that was a lot of fun. Got some great photos of that match, that match as well. Like just after I land, my face just. Um, 
but um, no, that was that, that match was a blast to do. Um, I, I, I don't want to dwell on the chair too much, but so that would have been your first proper ex- in the ring stuff outside of being battered and thrown about. But this would be your first kind of plunder and weapons kind of thing. Yeah. Um, how 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 comfortable were you swinging uh, weapons and hitting Crusher? Was it was he beforehand going like you said? I'll be fine. I just like was he was he on yeah. board for you just swinging I, things as hard yeah. as you can, or were you a bit more gentle? Well, I probably would have been a bit apprehensive if I hadn't the show like before taken the the chair shot from him, um because or the, the multiple chair shots from him because uh, I think uh, it was like. The week before the show or something, I said, I think it was to Blue Thunder, I said, well, I'm like, I wonder what, I'm kind of curious as to what the, the chair shot's going to feel like. I'm a bit nervous. And he's like, you know, he's like, oh, you'll have the adrenaline that going through you. But if you want, I can hit you with it just now so you know how it'll feel. And I was like, I would just, we'd like just finished training. I was like, yeah, okay, sure, why not? And then he, he hit me. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, it's a, uh, it wasn't pleasant, but I, but I can deal with that. Um, he's like, well, that, that he, he probably won't hit you much harder than that. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I mean, Crusher on the day did say he's like, you know, to make it look real, I've got, I've got to, got to, you know, really go into it. I was like, okay, but you know, Blue Thunder said it won't be much harder than that, so I was like, oh, it's it's, it's all right. And uh, I took like it was just after the match, he'd given me the big boot, gone and got the chair, and I was like, okay, here it comes. The first one, I was like, oh my god. Because, uh, you know, Crusher, absolutely massive. And he put every single fibre of his being into every single one of those shots. It was three and then I was getting back up and I was, <laughs> I was like just holding on the ropes to get back up. And probably probably real, I was just dragging myself up. And then on the fourth one, I was like half stood up and he absolutely leathered the, the last one. And and I, I can't even describe the noise. It wasn't even selling. It was just air and noise left my body. And I could not even try and make that noise if I tried. So, so before the bell rang and you had a weapon in your hand, we be PTSD uh, flashback going, oh, this is my turn. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. so, uh, so that that would have been probably one of the most hardest sitting matches you would have had at that point in, in your. Oh, in your oh yes, yeah, definitely. Um, no, I uh, I got to get my own back when uh, he was like crawling around the the outskirts of the ring, and I had a, a kendo stick just whacking him, and then just got to really well, like stopped at one point. He was like, then just. Leather me into my back, and I was like, "Great, sure." Um, if you insist, <laughs> if I was like, I was, I was like, I, "Sure, I, no, I, as long as and as long as I was hitting like you know, straight on his back, I wasn't worried about oh, yeah. where you know, just not not up here or anything." Um, yeah. But as long you're, as it was in a safe place, safely, yeah. S- yeah, safely, but you're yeah, you maybe can... adding a little bit more juice than than you may have, may yeah. have done before the chair shots. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, no, we had like it's just stupid stuff in that match. We had them um, like. He like sprayed in my eyes like uh like fake snow and stuff like that. I was going for a dive and just midway through he just sprayed me. Um I had like a, a bag of Christmas baubles that I put down on the the mat and then he ended up giving me a choke bomb onto them, which actually didn't feel that bad. It's I I was like this is gonna be really sore. And then it was it was sore, but not like as bad as I thought. But he pinned me off it, I kicked out and I was like on my front and I didn't realise what it was at the time because I, I was like face down. He was just like sat like on the ground as well, just grabbing baubles and just smashing them into my back. And I was like, ow. <laughs> then I watched it back and I was like, oh, that's what you're doing. That's why I was sore. 
I'm going to say, because if, if you're looking for plastic ones, maybe not so much, but you get those glass ones that can properly hurt. Probably, if you, I'm, I've watched Home Alone. That's my, basis, <laughs> my basis is on this. That's but, a film I've seen. That's what that's, I've there, seen we that there we go. I've got one. Uh, so, yeah, so that, that's, uh, yeah. That's, and of course, end with the, hang, the handshake. That's your, that's, your, yeah. that's your year done. Job yeah. done. And it's, it's, it's all done. You did a Christmas uh, video with Crusher, which I loved. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I think we've done three videos around that time, which were fun. There was there was something. <laughs> yeah, something. they were. Yeah, the one in the the one at the Christmas the fair was terrifying to film. Never yeah, filmed so, filming in public was certainly interesting. Awesome. So so all this all this stuff, all these little like uh, videos uh, again, trying to get your character out as well and getting that confidence out of you somehow. Um, yeah, filming in public in Aberdeen. Oh, I'm assuming it was in Aberdeen, uh, which yeah, yeah. isn't most. For, it's a weird place, Aberdeen. It's like nobody looks at each other, but when they do, there's this weird moment of oh my god, with my <laughs> eyes. This is this is so awkward. This is horrible. And then you're out with with, with a massive. So someone Kyle described it recently as a uh, a boy and his dad. Yeah. And, <laughs> And that's how it kind of comes across as well. He's like, the, the, the boy and his dad. Uh, but, so what was it like getting, you said it was terrifying. What was it like actually just getting that, doing all those kind of little videos and uh, were you able to were share them out to people? Did you get any reactions from your friends, from your family? What was what was their kind of thoughts yeah, on those things? Cer- <laughs> they certainly found it interesting because um, they were just like, they were just like, what, how, why were you doing that in public? I was just like, it was just part of the story, just what we had to do. It was like, it was fine when I was like, you know, we were getting filmed and it was fine when I was like saying whatever I was saying. But then, you know, we had like uh, Crusher stood next to like Santa or reindeer just being like, what is this? <laughs> so that then people were just like, what the hell is this man doing? You know, because I'm just going around this Christmas fair just describing everything to him and he's just screaming that he has no idea what anything is. So people, like family and kids, were just looking at us like, what the hell are these people doing? I don't know, in the back of your mind, you're going, I have to come here next week to do my Christmas shopping. <laughs> <laughs> They'll know me. <laughs> weird, weird things. Um, and then, of course, Summerhill arrived. It's, again, team with Squift. 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 Sorry, Scott Swift. Uh, <laughs> you end up team with with Crusher and Montrose, and win the tag team titles. So yeah, it's been a weird eleven months. <laughs> of yeah. one of the more intense storylines of WrestleZone, and then coming out of it with a with a belt. Uh, yeah, not how I was expecting my first year or so to go at all, but. When you were approached to to win a belt, of course, because Thunder and Sterling had just won it. Black Christmas Chaos, um, retiring yeah, Johnny Lyons. So it was a big, match, yeah. big emotional thing. And then two months later, you guys come out and and win the belts and and celebrate Christmas every day. <laughs> uh, so it was like being approached, being told, right, okay, you've done great this year. We're going to put a belt on you and you get Team of Crusher. Uh, was, was there one hand going, great, I get Team of Crusher again? Or you wanted to maybe do something just without crusher for a bit because you spent the whole year with him what was your kind of initial no, thoughts was, being told uh, you get the belt it was, it was certainly strange it's like you know wasn't expecting to win anything that soon i was but 
it was um I was no I was happy to still be doing stuff for Crusher because um you know maybe if we were still doing like you know a singles feud at that point it'd be like okay it's, it's going on a bit long but because it you know transitioned into um you know tag because I'd only had what two tag matches on shows by that point um so to like be thinking okay we're going to switch gears and uh, it's going to be like tag team wrestling you're going to be doing that it's like okay because even in training like hadn't had enough tag matches at all and uh, even still now not not as much now but there's they're still definitely like you know much harder to think about for me mentally than doing a singles match so uh it's not say it's good i mean it's what's well, scary it's like oh god gonna be doing a different thing but uh, you know so you get better i suppose is being uncomfortable and being put in situations like that to help you improve and it shows how much trust that you got as well that that you've done this for the year and they've got right okay you've this kind of like your reward at the end of it and the fact that you because you were such a effective good guy or crusher was such an effective bad guy but somehow it's more because you were so good that he became a face at the same time because he was protecting yeah. you so it was like it shows shows how well you did that you were able to take someone like crusher who at the time was very much hated because he had the big feud with Scotty Swift, who's like much like Caleb's a god, but Swift is a god and in, in, in wrestles in Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, that you're able to kind of take him and, and make him a good guy and be this lovable Christmas monster and and have his tinsel around his belt and and all that kind of stuff and um, which is just yeah, it was it was it definitely shows how well your character had grown. Speaking of grown, it'd been at that point. October 19, we were against the Executioner. Peter Head, I've got recorded as your last match before Halloween hijinks, yeah. was against the Executioner again. So since then, this is our first match with Executioner. You would have had things like the Halloween hijinks. You would have had the Christmas brawl. You would have had the tag match involving uh, like uh, Alan Sterling. So you got a little bit more experience with comedy stuff and character stuff. Did you find that facing the Executioner again and Peter Head was just like, a totally different experience because you're a bit more ready for that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, probably, probably, uh, probably was a lot like more confident by then to you know do this sort of uh, this sort. Of, pardon me, uh, this sort of matches. Um, but even still, probably wasn't you know to the point where it's just you know just let go and enjoy it because now now it's like I'd love to, I'd love to have a match with Super Executioner. It just sounds so fun, you know. Like now, like the like current state, maybe would be like oh, I'm sure we could do something actually. You know, where I just do more, you know. To, yeah, there's yeah. so many you can, yeah, so many things make, you can do. Yeah, you can you just <laughs> gaga up completely, just you know, all this silly stuff. So we'll we'll take a break from the actual your career chat so far, and go because we've got loads of questions. Most of them are unfortunately aimed at at uh, non wrestling things. <laughs> so we'll just we'll just dive in. We'll just I'll, I'll leave Omar's for that next bit. Oh god, there's so many terrible questions. <laughs> and right, okay, let's dive in. Uh, Blue Thunder, he's put. Have you remembered that you've got a podcast recording to do today? So this is, of course, about your your already recorded terrible timekeeping. Uh, any particular timekeeping uh, escapades that you'd that, that they don't let you forget about? Um. Trying to think of this. No, it's just just a generalness. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't mean to be late. Like I don't mean to like m- miss like 
the start of training or anything like that. I mean, even for the the show we just had, I was late to help like load the van and stuff. Not actually only by a couple minutes. I'd message being like, I'm gonna be really late. And then I was only like five, ten minutes late. Oh, uh, that's that's yeah. the key. You say you're gonna be really late and then turn up just a little yeah. bit late and then you look great out of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll just I'll just put the our comment. Uh Vago also added uh that I messaged you at the start of the year, but it taken you that long to for you to get back to him. Uh, get back to me. Now this also came up in the in the latest heavy metal mixer of your of your lack of responses and messages it, i'm assuming it's much like myself i'm terrible for remembering to reply to people that's and... the thing is like i see the messages and i'm properly i'm probably doing something and then i'm like i'll get back to it and then it's like oh it's been four days crap and by that point you're like it's too late now just yeah i'll just leave it no. but i because I, I actually like i see i seen the woke up this morning and i've seen thunder's tweet and i have never been more panicked in my life i was like oh my god i've missed it I somehow thought we were. Do- I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I thought he was like literally telling me it was supposed to be today. You've missed it, and I was like, "Oh crap!" But uh, was that a red bit of time you saw it, and then that's when you messaged me going, "Are we still on for the game?" <laughs> it's definitely today, right? It's definitely today. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's it's timekeeping. It's it's difficult. Uh, Scotty Swift, Scotty Swift, Swift now. Scotty Swift. Uh, when is the best time to make soup, and why is it when you're drunk? So. I th- well, I know what he's referring to. I wasn't making soup though. Um, <laughs> it was like back back when I was staying at halls, at like uh, this year, um, probably in like April or something. Well, me and my flatmates had been drinking a lot, and it was like the end of the night. Uh, well, let's say the end of the night. It was probably like four in the morning, um, and I was like, I'm really hungry. I need to cook something. Uh, or you know, I was like, if I had something just that I could grab, I would have cooked. I would have just grabbed it, but all I had was like bur- burgers, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna cook burgers. And I was I'm never cooking while I'm drunk again ever in my life, uh, because yeah, put them on, put the oil, put the oil on. It was all getting hot and that. Uh, I was just like going to flip the bur- flip the burgers or something. Just turned. Around, my flatmate said something. Turned around. Just managed to spill the entire pan of burning hot oil onto my foot. Uh, gave myself second degree burns. Uh, on my foot it was absolute agony it was walk like limping for weeks thank god we didn't have like training or anything then because i wouldn't be able to do anything um but no that was uh certainly not my smartest moment well that that took a that took a turn <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay so at least i know what you're doing while while uh the shows are off you were getting drunk and burning yourself that was yep <laughs> uh so ryan's sent in quite a few questions there's some football ones um which i will be i will look blankly at when you're answering <laughs> them going i have no idea what you're on about but uh this is this is my favorite question it might not be okay. one you want to answer hi connor hope you're well uh this is verbatim can you please explain why you once farted mid nip up in a training spot we once did thanks Yeah, I, I, I watch that video all the time. I think it helped. I think it helped fire me up, um, <laughs> propelled me up. I don't know. We were we were we were just we were going through something. We'd done it a few times, and uh, you know, it was this little you know, I don't know, fifteen second sequence or something, and uh, it was, I was like roll nip up, <laughs> and the exact same set of fart, and we're we're supposed to keep going, and we both just collapsed in laughter because it was like such a large fart, and it was exactly as soon as I landed, like <laughs> just. Couldn't couldn't stop. Like thank God that didn't happen in a match. I, I would have just, I would have just had to stall. 
Oh dear. Uh, okay. So I've got Vago, which hurt more, being battered by crushing your debut at Summerhill or completely bottling last year's wrestles on Fantasy Football League and finishing third? Oh, we're going to cry. Oh, I'll take I'll take 10 chair shots before I... Uh, that was really upsetting. Not, uh, I, was, uh, I was I was top of the league with Thunder like the whole of the first half of the season and then I just uh, just forgot to keep making transfers and I don't know how anyone's the end time energy away. do that. I think ah, it, see, I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying that, and I've got a bloody website of stupid <laughs> of wrestling and results, and that nah. consumes my life. But uh, nah, yeah, nah, nah, I'm winning this year, though. I'm winning this. This that's happening. I mean, we're like you know nine weeks in. I've been top of the table every single week, and I watched that. I listened to the heavy metal mixer from that they just they, they just put out uh, a week or something ago or the start of the week. And, uh, you know, because it was filmed quite a while ago and they were like, oh, can't, you know, can't let Connor win this year. It was just at the start of the season and uh, still top, so. Uh, so another football one uh, from Ryan Riley again. Even though West Ham had the better season last year, can you explain your feelings how the mighty tune ruined a Champions League place for the Hammers? Thanks. Yeah, I like he puts a... thanks at the end of the, <laughs> end of the <laughs> questions. It's quite nice. Oh, what a polite <laughs> heel. Um, that was a, it was a very upsetting day. Um, yeah, we had a we had a chance to we had a great season, that's the thing. But just Newcastle beat us twice that season, which really hurts because they were absolutely terrible. Um but no. Yeah, we, we, they're in they're in like nineteenth right now, so you can't say anything. So I, I like that you got you got sober head on at this point, because again the, the the mixer that you were on, uh, obviously you, oh. you drank a whole bottle of gin as you've as you confirmed. <laughs> Uh, you're a bit bit more passionate about it, but I think that's probably possibly <laughs> the, the gin that did it, and Ryan yeah. just railing you up. Uh, <laughs> I think we're the we're the only people to ever be muted on uh, Vegas podcast. So, well, even even Archer was was uh, <laughs> kept on. Uh, right, Martin's question, which I don't know how we're going to answer uh, between us, but even though a foot even though a football team is owned by a murderous foreign regime, uh, why is that less shameful than being run by a podgy dwarf who sells dildos? I, I I I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah, I think we'll just yeah, move Why on from. Martin, what's your deal with West Ham? Come on. It's oh, also it's also added in our question. Mark Noble is simply a poor man's John Joe Shelby. Discuss. I will not take this slander. I will not take this slander anywhere. What is what is West Ham? Mark, what is Mark Noble and West Ham done to Martin? They Mark Mark Noble is an absolute legend of football. He is a great great well not anymore but he was a great midfielder. Great captain, one club man, beautiful man. I, I can tell you when I used to play FIFA, it used to be it used to be a good transfer to get in quite quickly for any team. It was a rock, it was a rocking moment mid- mid- midfield. He's always been a great. He should have went to the Euros in twenty sixteen. He uh, underrated, underrated as Mark Noble. Uh, so less wrestling and less uh, slander of football. <laughs> uh, Scott has got best episode of Friends and why? Oh. That is a that is a good question because friends is my I think half of what me and Scotty talk about is just friends and we just send each other friends stuff all the time. Um, I don't I think it's I've got a few. Um, if I had to pick one, like I remember when I, when I was a kid, I think my mum because it was like my favorite show even when I was like growing up because it was I was lucky because it was my mum's favorite show as well. So it's probably why I started watching it. Um, I remember even watching it just as young as possible. She'd be like, "Why are you not watching like the Teletubbies? I'm watching Friends." Um, but I think my favourite episode is probably the one where they play football 
because I used to whenever all the time I would just have that one on repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, so that's probably my favorite episode. So the, the Geller bo- Cup one. Yeah, or... the Geller Cup. Yeah. yeah, the one with the blackouts also good. The one with the routine, they're probably like some of my faves. But no, I think I think the one with the football. Oh, the the last episode is also great. They end off the show in a perfect way, I think. Um, but no, the one with the football. It's like if I had this like right now, if I was to go watch Friends and I had to pick just one episode to watch, that's the one I would pick. One I've only ever seen the once is when uh, I don't know what the episode's called, but it's, it's the one where uh, they find porn, and it's it's the, oh, the, free, the free porn, yeah, That's, yeah. It's it's an episode. I years after I thought I'd watched all of them, it popped up on E4 and evening, and I was going, I have never seen this episode before. I'd love to have episodes I've not seen. I've seen them hundreds. So of weird, just seeing it because I was like, I'm, I'm sure I've, I've seen all of them. I've not seen this episode. They're, they've, they've got a scrambled <laughs> channel and they're not moving from it. Uh, but, but yeah, it's 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 weird. It's nowadays people are watching it back with that with a 2021 mindset of going, "Oh, this is terrible." It's like, yeah, this was. Yeah, you have to. You, you have to. Of... Yeah, appreciate for you know it for the time. You know, I mean, most <laughs> things made back then, you know, are going to have jokes that aren't socially acceptable now. But you just got to put on. You know, you got to acknowledge the fact that it was made back then and at a different time. Not saying everything so, you know that is said back then was you know acceptable, but it was not as criticised in that for the time. Absolutely. Now, now you can watch stuff now. One of my favourite, like, I know, guilty pleasures is the Ace Ventura films. They would never get made today. You've never seen them. It's fine. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> <laughs> but they're just they're every phobic you can think of. They're they're disgusting, but they're oh, hilarious nice. at the same time. Um, same with Austin Powers again, probably not. <laughs> uh, it's before your time, uh, but the last one was two thousand two, I think, came out. So you're definitely before your time, two thousand three. Yeah, I was alive then, at least. <laughs> but yeah, so it, again, it's films that that I loved, but you kind of sit back and go, "Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I shouldn't shout through the rooftops. I love these things because they're not that that great uh, nowadays." But anyway, so yeah. Friends, good, good, good choice for episodes. And I suppose because you haven't seen Ghostbusters, it's the only thing that Scott has maybe got in common outside of wrestling. Yeah, because uh, he's a big movie guy. Um, right. And to kind of like swing us back into wrestling, just make sure I've got no other questions before I ask it. Uh, Callum from Boom of the Banner, he asked, "Dream Aberdeen Anarchy match." Oh, that's a good question. Am I just picking? Just, if, well, I they feel, can they can bring in anyone. So Jeff Hardy. Just just just. just Get Shawn um, Michaels back. <laughs> I honestly, if, if if in history that would be like the one person I would choose to have a match against. So if I'll answer it in like two different ways, I'll say like if like just anyone wrestling now would be like AJ AJ Styles. No, just get him out his WWE contract for a an anarchy match. Um. But if I was to pick just like WrestleZone guys, I think I would pick like what would be fun? A ladder match. Um for I'm I was about to say it doesn't need to be for a title, but it's weird how you can't really have a ladder match without having it for a title. So uh for whatever title against, I don't know. Uh Caleb, just cause I can just imagine him hurling me through a bit. 20 ladders. Um, so right. not, not, not to discount uh, Chris Archer's current reign with the title, but but yourself, Caleb, Tri-Counties Championship, 
ladder match. TLC, why not? Let's throw tables in. Make it, throw Ryan in there as well and or someone, just a a few bodies in for a a fun ladder match for the Tri-Counties title. Throw Vago in there as well. Oh, Vigo, Vigo loves it. Love it. Yeah. They love that. Just, just to get a mention, and yeah. they'll politic his way to get a title. So, unfortunately, you're not winning. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not winning. No, he'll <laughs> somehow get me out of the match. He'll get me out of my dream match. We'll get moved to Montrose. <laughs> and go, ah, well, we have to win. Oh. oh no! Although him and, and, uh, yeah. and Valhalla in the same match in Montrose, oh, I don't know how it's going to go. I, I think Montrose would explode, implode. Um, so, we do have one more question, but we'll ask it after we get back to. Oh, got one question sent in. But we'll get to first show back Halloween hijinks 2021. When you found out that wrestling was actually coming back, first of all, how did you feel when when everything was locked down? You were stuck in halls. I mean, I suppose drunk was yeah, is the answer. Right. Yeah. Uh, but how did you feel finally being told right we're getting back to wrestling? Are you getting back to training? Are you able to do something physical again uh, outside of starting? So um. I was so good because obviously we got back to training for what like two months, just like tail end of last year ish, um, non contact of course. So it's only so much you can do. It's just a lot of cardio stuff. So when we got back, like even whenever it was that we started getting back this year, um, by the time we had because all I'd been doing for seven months is sitting in halls and drinking. I was not in the best of shape. Um, then it was God. I looked at photos of myself and like me, and I was just like grey. Um, so like when I, when I knew training was coming back and obviously we didn't know that shows were coming back because, you know, things could have just went back in a lockdown, but I made the decision. I was like, okay, I want to, want to actually look good for shows come back. So I started to, when I moved back to Forest for the summer, I was like, okay, I'm going to start going to the gym because by the time that I'll get a couple months at least to start, uh, try to look good for the upcoming shows because just wanted to try and look a bit better. Um, but no, as soon as like I heard we were actually, you know, definitely 100% getting shows back, I was absolutely buzzing. I was like, I could have, you could have put me in the ring against anyone. I think, you know, by that point, I was just so, so ready to go. And I was like, what, wasn't like nervous. Like, well, of course I was nervous because you should be a bit nervous, but I wasn't like petrified of like having a match like it used to be. I was like, feel confident, uh, just in myself more as a, person i guess in general so i was just like i'm ready to go out and have fun for once did you find changing your name uh, your surname anyway did it help create more of a character as in before you were just you uh, whereas yeah. now connor malloy is now that is your in-ring persona that is your character i think it might have something to do with that with uh, creating a bit of a, a distinction between the two um of course i don't have like you know a a massive gimmick or anything but um i do just want like well, i am just now going out there well, i'll say all the, all the time it's just that, that one match so far but hopefully for the future as well just going out there and just being myself but just you know the old adage of you know just turning it up to 11 or whatever um and just having fun because i think that's what i've like real re- sort of realized recently it's like wrestling's supposed to be fun like should just have fun while we're doing it like you know it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like super serious of course want to go out there and do well but like the audience is gonna have fun if i'm having fun mm-hmm. for the most part you know without you know just taking the mickey yeah absolutely so it's, it's kind of trying to to drag that line of having fun but respecting what you're yeah. doing at the same time but um so yeah we're on to the match uh which is 
Actually, no, I'll ask my two really stupid questions and then we'll just get into the match and that kind of is a nice way to kind of round up the show. Um, we ask everyone, you've already said that you've been preparing or trying to. You might not have, you might have forgotten. What's your favourite dinosaur? Well, I'll, 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 this, I'll say uh, there's, a, there's an episode of Friends where they, uh, there's a made-up dinosaur called the Embosco Dictyosaurus. So I'll say that. Yeah, so I thought when you say friends, it was going to be that or Ross doing an uh, impression <laughs> of a Velociraptor. <laughs> Which I missed off my top 100 dinosaurs list, and I'm absolutely gutted by it. I'm going to, have to, to do it, redo it. Uh, the other question we ask everyone what would win in a fight, two sheep or one cow? One cow. 100%. Like the confidence, that's fine. We'll just uh, go with that. Uh, oh, before we move on to the, your, your last match as of recording, um, We've mentioned the mosh pit quite a lot, uh, which I like. I like to think it's like that really that cousin that your parents don't like to to have come over, but they have to sometimes. You know, in comparison to this podcast, like I do, like a straight lace, ask the wrestling questions, then <laughs> they go on to mosh pit and get drunk and just have a whale of a time. But they always kind of regret some bits of it the next day. Um, yes. What What was it like the next morning? Uh, did you have to hope that you hadn't said anything particularly? Uh, outrageous or what was your what was your immediate thoughts I, um, after the mosh pit I messaged Vigo the next day saying I apologise if I got too drunk but because I I still haven't finished watching it because listening to myself get drunk I just can't have, like, I've got like the last fi- I got up until the last like 50 minutes to watch uh, and I just can't watch it I turn it on and I'm just like I'm so drunk and I just like um, I don't know I, I do have a problem where I just say like all the time and uh, Dino pointed out like it's like if you if you took a sip every time you said like we'd be steaming, I was like finally there's one point where I'm just going like 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 I just like stuttering to saying it like nine times in a row, um but I'm very glad that I was not the drunkest on it so uh, I did not look as bad, and and I think uh, we've got a new champion of the of the heavy metal mixer uh, <laughs> drinkathon with Vago abandoning his own podcast yeah that an was hour left amazing. Oh, it's it's incredible! It's 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 the, it's the fact I listened to it first, so I didn't see him disappear. Oh, no, yeah. He t- he t- he specifically told me you need to watch this one, not listen yeah. to it. Yeah, you need to because yeah, because it sounded okay, and then I watched it back, and there was like halfway through, and he started just dipping down. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he did very well to at least sound alive for another half an hour or so yeah. before he died. Uh, so, yeah, well, well done, well done, Vago. You probably get that's that's the biggest laugh I've had. Uh, I said I said to him I want to somehow try and overtake him for getting the drunkest, but I don't know how I'd do that. I just need to start taking shots immediately. You just need to just come on absolutely blazing. Start yeah. off with. I'll and go, give I'll up go out beforehand, and... and then that's the thing is when we started that one, I was really like quite tipsy because we'd had like uh, Vago had to like uh, go put his kids down or something. There was, pro- there was something with his kids, and then like. I had technical issues and then there was just like technical issues and it was like over an hour like after we were supposed to start recording like maybe like nearly an hour and a half so I'm just drinking my I was about to say wine drinking my gin I've already had a few glasses by the time we started and I remember like because you know he doesn't pay for the full thing of zoom so it's like every 15 minutes you get kicked out and it was like 15 minutes and uh I was in for us and I, I just went to the bathroom and mum was like oh how's it going I was like oh yeah it's going all right she was like you drunk I was like I am actually quite drunk and we're going to be still recording for like two more hours. This is great. She was like, maybe slow down. No. No. But no, I mean, like I said, I'm not one to judge at all because I had two beers and I was just done. I was, I was uh, getting the old gun out and shooting all over the place and just, just calling 
every company I don't like under the sun, just the worst things, because I yeah. just I didn't care. I, I, that... I had two Coronas, and I was just like, ah, no one's going to listen to me anyway. <laughs> I, think, I think I was actually worse when we uh, went out after the Halloween show that we just had, because I do not remember leaving the pub. Because, um, you know, the pub was open till six in the morning because there was a boxing on. And I, um, like, I'd woke up at, like, the day before at, like, 7 p.m. Like, my sleep pattern's just awful. Um, so by the time we had our match, like, I was, I'd was i been awake for a full day because I just couldn't sleep. So by the time we were drinking, like, I'd been awake for, like, a day and a half. And I thought I'd left at, like, half three. But I only found out, like, last night that I stayed until, like, the end. So I was like, I don't remember, like, three hours of that night. I must have just, apparently I was just, like, I was just up at the, the bar just, like, t- like telling Scott, I was just like, I just love all you guys so much. I was just like, I'm, oh, I, was, no. No. I, know, I was like, oh, why? Well, at least I was a happy drunk. And, and... That's the best one to be. Um, yeah. I'm, for, I'm, I'm a fall asleep and throw up drunk. I'm, I'm the worst of, I'm not, not the worst, the worst violent, obviously. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the middle somewhere of, uh, he's, he's, it's quite funny, but I really don't hope I'd have taken back to, to a hotel room because he's just going to throw up everywhere, uh, which unfortunately has happened. Uh, anyway, yeah, speaking about Halloween hijinks, you've, you've said segued beautifully into into our, our last little bit and then well that's um, all on purpose exactly it's like it's like we plan these things <laughs> i've got my notes right here <laughs> so halloween hijinks you got the match the question that i've got that i was leaving for was, was from omar muhammad uh he's just asked at the time it's been over a week and i'm still wondering how your chops hurt more than crushers please explain how was that just because <laughs> you're amped up to just be wrestling I, again i think it was like when it, you know because i got t- tied in Crusher was holding him, and I just felt every so much adrenaline, and just laid it in thick. Um, apparently, um, but I, I, I don't know. But I, I, I know that's that's quite that's quite that's quite something though, because I've taken a lot of Crusher's chops, and I know they do hurt. So um, I, I don't know. Must I, I, it must have just been the full uh, adrenaline, and you know, a year and a half out of just built up energy going through that one chop it's right it very very much a, a welcome back to wrestles with Omar. <laughs> <Just> yeah <laughs> chop um I, I will say because i did i don't think i said it in the in the review show but uh my kelly my wife for those that are unaware i was very impressed between uh, your and omar's like interactions and just how crisp it was and and i asked him about it and he's just like no i think that was the first time we'd pretty much done anything yeah yeah pretty so, much yeah <laughs> So it's definitely, be, uh, I think we'd been together at training like once before that, and we didn't even really do anything then. So it's, I think it's very much. I know he's he's kind of got a little thing going on with with the out. Well, Ted O'Keefe anyway. Uh, but I, I, I wouldn't say no to revisiting. No, yeah. Yourself yeah. and Omar down the line. Um, so yeah, first match in. You loved it clearly because you, you had this so much character and charisma and energy, and like you said. You you've built up so much confidence. It's it's almost like um, you had to you had to have it taken away for you to realize how much you were like how much yeah. of yourself you'd put into it. Yeah, I think as well like the last couple matches that I had before lock uh, before the first lockdown, I wasn't like I just wasn't happy with what uh, with how I was doing. I guess, um, and I think uh, I I don't know if I would have just continued to be annoyed with myself afterwards, but. For, for like, I mean, of course, I, I don't wish there was lockdown. It was a bit of a crap year and a half. Um, but just in terms of like taking that time away and uh, I don't know. I felt like I just like since like, you know, the start of the first lockdown and go back to 
shows. I just feel like a completely different person. I don't know if it's like just, you know, moving away to Aberdeen and becoming independent or just much more confident in myself and, you know, just from meeting new people and doing new things and all that sort of stuff. But no, I just just really enjoyed being out there for once. That's probably it. It's probably because you spend that lockdown time just either in a bubble with, with your roommates or, or you find more opportunities to go out and because you're old enough to actually go out uh you're able to go out and just interact with people and and uh make make friends even if it's if it's alcohol induced and you're finding your voice and able to kind of interact with people and then you take it to to WrestleZone who everyone was just amped up um I I didn't I didn't realize how much I missed missed it until the first match happened or until Mr. Malice came out and I was like oh my god (laughs) I can't my imagine favorite, how my much favorite part of the it. show was him hitting that cannonball. Oh, that I didn't know he'd done it until I was watching it back, and I was like, "Oh, that was amazing." It's just yeah, it was, I, I didn't realize how much I missed it, and I, I, yeah, like it, I can't, I can't imagine how much you guys missed. Just yeah. absolutely, I'm assuming it's probably one of the stiffest nights when it comes to shots and and chops and kicks and everything like that, because everyone would just be so amped up, like, "Oh, this is this is it." <laughs> Bro- <throw> you. Bro- <laughs> probably. <laughs> I was I was really amped up as well because it's the first time I'd had my mum uh, come to watch like a couple matches before, but it's the first time I had any of my friends come to watch, and I had quite a few friends there in the audience. So that was uh, I purposely when I was like making my entrance, I was like I don't want to see them, whatever they are, I don't want to see them because I feel like I'll just get more nervous if I see them. But then I seen them like, and I was like, oh, it just made me more amped up, and I was like, oh, they're here to support me. Well, I, you know, I just felt better um, when I seen them, um, and even like I had like quite a few friends there, and then I had. One of my friends from home and his friend like come and watch and surprise me. I just seen them and I was like, oh, I didn't know they were coming. It was great. But, um, no, it was just such a fun night. Like I think everyone uh, in the audience, I think everyone that was wrestling staff and everyone, it was just a fun, good night of wrestling. Um, yeah, and uh, of course you, you didn't so much debut a new look, but you, you you had your hair dyed. You had your you had. Uh... You had muscles, which I mean, I, I couldn't remember the last time I seen you. It would have been it would have been Battle of Nations, and I was looking, going, "Jesus, Connor's got himself into some shape." I was just like, amazed. <laughs> just like he actually looks like a a man now, in the weirdest <laughs> possible sense. But uh, I don't know if it's just because because you did look so much in shape, and then and Crusher came out, and he was just this massive beast, and he had his head shaved, which I hadn't seen, and uh, other than over Zoom, and I was he just yeah. Uh, it was it was still a little bit a boy and his dad, but you know. It's, <laughs> oh, it's I, don't think, I don't think that's going to change. I don't think that's going to change. That, that's, that'll be our that'll be our tag name, a boy and his dad. Well, you don't have a tag team name, so maybe no. that's it. That's it. That's, that's uh, <laughs> there, there was another name that I, I can't say because it's it's a terrible name that popped out. Yeah, and I think I've just I can imagine what you're going to say. I think it might be but, on the K and K Wrestle Factory. I'll just I'll just let people just go there <laughs> and hear it because I've yeah they, they came out with, with a yeah oh a name. I've, anyway. had, I've had friends say similar things and I'm like nope 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 nope. Uh, yeah, it it it's funny in the moment, but not as a team name. Um, right, so that's that's it. That's your career. That's where we're all started. That's it. Yeah, Only took an hour and a half. Uh, so, which which again, in considering it's only technically been a year and a half of in-ring stuff you've packed a lot in during that time yeah um tag team champion at the moment is there any any thoughts about trying to to go elsewhere like to discovery or anything like that is there any promotions or opponents outside of WrestleZone that you've been able to see and be able to like oh, i think we could we could do do some good stuff with them 
Yeah, so definitely want to, you know, venture out um, into other places. Not looking actually at the minute. I'm more just focusing on uh, improving myself at training, uh, getting a few matches back under my belt at, you know, wrestles on shows and um, hitting the gym to make sure I look good if I was to go anywhere else. So that's like start of next year, you know, a wee bit into the start of next year, I'll start really thinking about it and uh, looking to try and venture out. Um, but for right now, I'm quite content and just trying to improve to feel confident enough in myself to when I do do that, know that I'm not going to be worried if I show up to somewhere and, you know, have to put a match together and do all this and work in front of a different crowd and meet new people and all that sort of stuff. But I think by the, like, you know, not too long into next year, but I'll be ready and willing to do that. I'm sure I'm ready enough now just uh, get a few shows under my belt, start next year, start fresh and try and get out there. Well, so yeah, we'll keep, keep the list under wraps where you're, where you're hoping to get, just to see how it, see how it goes. Yeah, just, just, just uh, not anything too much. Not, I don't, I don't like planning, just in general, it's probably why I'm late for everything. I don't like planning too far in, in the future. Um, so we'll just see what happens, to be honest. Um, so yeah, before, before we wrap up then, um, were you able to pass on any little bit of, of advice to Evan Young uh, after? Because of course that was his first night. So you've, a year and a half ago or so, you were in that same position of, of getting the big reaction afterwards. Were you able to kind of have a word with him and just maybe not, not even quell his expectations or at least just tell him like what you'd learned after your first couple of appearances and what you, what you could possibly I, um, do? No, I never really got to have a, a chat with him or anything about that. Um, I, just, I gave like you know quickly uh, just before he was about to go out, you know, I just gave him a wee, you know, just enjoy it sort of thing, which because I never went out for you know, it's just like so like God, what's happening? But the thing is, I, you could tell when he, he watched him, he actually enjoyed it, um, which you can tell and it makes a big difference. Um, but no, he's he's really good. So um, yeah, and he he enjoyed himself and he done really well. That's the thing. And um, I'd say I'd seen him in the the weeks like leading up to like you know practicing stuff and training and it's like oh he's ready you know throw him out there he's ready so no yeah, yeah, maybe a match next year as well uh right so where can people find you on social media oh, for, oh, social media and me you just you just uh, joined the twitter i know i just uh, just joined twitter and like just started using instagram as well because me and social media that's probably why i'm just so bad at replying to everyone just uh just uh but i think both Instagram and Twitter are Corner Malloy nineteen, and then Facebook's just Corner Malloy. This, this is a that's fine. Uh, perfect. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to to speak to me. But no, thank you. Pretty, we had a good time. I mean, we started a little bit later than than anticipated, but oh, I think I should have known that from, from uh, your reputation. <laughs> seems that somehow precedes you. But uh, no, that was that was a, a fantastic time. Thanks for taking time. No, yeah, thank you so much. Day.